We live in a time when just about everybody may think or be tempted to think that their opinion is the absolute truth. Think about your experience. You get into conversations with people about politics or the pandemic, the economy, whatever has been happening in our country these last many, many months. So many opinions. And you find yourself up against people and you may even accuse yourself of falling into the trap of saying, no, I know the truth here. I know what's going on. And objectively, this is the way it is, and that's the way it is, and my opinion is the absolute fact. And they say, well, no, you're wrong. It's actually this way. And you get into an argument over what really is the situation, what, what are the facts? And if we're not careful, civil discourse goes out the window and we end up in arguments and bad feelings and people leave the table and you say, I'm never talking to that person again. They just don't get it. They're so wrong. Raise your hands if you've ever had something of that experience. Come on, don't lie to me. Right. Welcome to Washington, everyone. Yep, you know that. I know. I know everything. Because I'm God, right? I know everything. My opinion is the absolute truth. Really? No, it's humbling to acknowledge that maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I was hasty in my conclusions. I didn't really do all my fact-finding. I didn't really study the situation. I just don't know. It's okay to say, you know, I don't know. I just don't know. That's okay. It's honest. It's truthful. And for most of us, it may be the fact. I just don't know everything about this particular subject. And so I might think this, but I'm open to hearing another opinion so I can form a good opinion that's based on as much research and fact so I don't say stupid things, silly things, and find myself contradicting myself and having to walk away, oh, I was wrong. Well, that's what's going on in this gospel. It's really the play between being blind and sight. So you and I can be very blind. There's a spiritual blindness that comes primarily through pride. That whole attitude, I know everything, I know. Well, be careful. As you said, you might not know. But that attitude of pride is a real killer. 
And it, it doesn't make for good conversation. It doesn't make for good civil discourse. As I've said, that's under a lot of attack today. So humility, humility is the antidote to pride. I just don't know, but I want to know. I'm blind, but I want to see, just like the man in today's gospel. Now this man is born blind, and the opinion of the day was that he's blind because he's a sinner. In the Old Testament, so often, it was the case that if you had a disease, if you were poor, uneducated, if you didn't have money, didn't have many children, especially boys, to carry on your family name, these were all outward signs of God's judgment. And so blindness is an outward sign of God's judgment, says the opinion. And who carries the truth of the day? the Pharisees. We know this man is a sinner. You were born totally in sin and you are trying to teach us? How dare you? You're wrong. You're a blind man. You're a sinner. And Jesus, you're performing some kind of miracle on the Sabbath? No, you're wrong. We're right. You claim to be a prophet? No. You're unorthodox. You're violating the law. So you see the opinions of the Pharisees sets up the blindness. It's not the blindness of the man. It's the blindness of the Pharisees who claim to know it all. And Jesus does what Jesus always does. Flips it on its head and says, you don't have a clue. How dare you? How dare you challenge us? Who are you? Now this is going to set up the big drama for Holy Week. And we go through this every year as a church because we see that no good deed that Jesus ever performed will go unpunished. They want to punish him for curing a blind man. They want to punish him because he performed this miracle on the Sabbath. They were to punish him because he's a man who thinks he's a god. How dare he? So they are blind. And Jesus is trying to say, look, to the blind man himself, he addresses the question, do you want to believe? Do you want to be healed? Do you want to see again? So we have to go back to the Lord. We have to go back to him who sees things objectively because he's God. He can see and know what is the case. And we have to rely on that. It requires a mystery. It requires trust. Sure. You know my personal story. I've shared it with you before. Many years ago, I was the associate pastor at St. Matthew's Cathedral downtown. And I was there about seven or eight years. And I enjoyed it. It was a lot of work. But they came to me, the archdiocese, and said, uh, we'd like you to think about another assignment. I said, 
well, let's make a deal. What are you talking about? They said, we want to send you to Immaculate Conception. I said, oh, the honor. I am so privileged. The rector of the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception. I can see it right now. Thank you. Obviously, I've done a good job. I'd be rewarded. That's what I thought. And they said, no, not that Immaculate Conception. I said, you mean, oh God, the one at 8th and N in the Shaw community? Give me a break. I'm not going to go there. No, 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 no. No, you're going to go. I said, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. I said, okay, let's make a deal. How about in six months? They said, no, you go tomorrow. I was so afraid. I was not ready for this. I was not ready. I didn't want it. No, I had my opinion. That was a wrong decision. They don't know what they're doing, I said to myself. So I arrived. It was a cold November morning. I looked around at the neighborhood and I thought, oh, this is not going to be safe. I'm going to really be in trouble here. I did not feel safe. A little boy ran down the street to me. He said, hey, Father Mundell, welcome home from the hospital. How you doing, man? I said, I'm not Father Mundell. He said, where's Father Mundell? I said, he died. He's gone back to the Lord. He said, oh, that's too bad. He was here a long time. Who are you? I said, I'm Father Watkins. I'm the new pastor. He said, oh, okay. Where's your car? I said, what? Where's your car, man? I said, it's right here on the street. He said, well, don't you worry none. We'll take good care of your car, and you don't have to worry. Welcome to the neighborhood. With that, I swear to you, my eyes were opened. And I knew this was the best assignment I could ever get. Fifteen years I was there. I loved it. I really loved Eighth and N. And some of you are here today, Jennifer and Francis Farrell, and wonderful friends who know that story. And then I got so used to it, I didn't want to leave. My opinion again, my pride, I'm not leaving this place when they said, no, we, we got to move you on to someplace. I said, no, no, you're not going to do that. This was the best decision you've ever made. <laughs> of course, I didn't think that originally, right? But I came to see the truth of what they were saying. He said, no, we want to send you to St. Anne's. And I went, oh God, back to St. Anne's where it all began 31 years before as a newly ordained priest. And I was delighted. I'd learned my lesson to trust and to acknowledge that my opinion is not the absolute truth. Are you open to change? Are you open to someone saying, hey, it's time to move on from that particular habit or that way of looking at things? You've gotten so ingrained in the way that you think that you can't be open to change. You can't be open to someone else's opinion because you are God. This is why Lent is so important. It's a wake-up call to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
My opinion is not the truth. Always. To be very careful. And to put it in the context of the Lord, who says, trust me, because my words are everlasting life. I don't deceive you. I can't play with you. I don't mess around. I don't lie to you. So when I say it's the case, it's the case. And you have to believe that. So what is the Lord asking you and me? We just have to look into our consciences quickly to say, maybe my opinion on this particular subject or the way I behaved in expressing it is just a little too conceited, too proud, too arrogant, not humble enough. And so we turn back to the Lord during Lent and acknowledge the blindness that we've had and be open to see something in a new light. We move from sin to grace. We move from the old to the new. We move from being blind to being able to see. It's very simple as a recipe, so hard to enact. But that's why we rely upon his grace. Say, Lord, I do believe. Along with this man who was born blind, now cured, and can see, he understands. I believe, Lord, that you are he. And he worshiped him. And so do we. And the great miracle may not be curing blindness or any other physical ailment for you today, but the great miracle is what you're about to see through eyes of faith, that the world remains blind to, that bread and wine can actually become his body and blood. And the man said, I do believe, and he worshiped him. We stand now to profess our ancient faith as one church when we say, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. For him all things are made, for us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken to the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray that God's light may illuminate the minds and hearts of all peoples for our church and parish community, that we may share the vision of gospel compassion and mercy in our life together. We pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. 
for our bishops, priests, ministers, and religious educators, that God's work may show forth in their ministry among us. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who will be preparing for baptism and for reception into the church at Easter, that these 40 days may be a time of joyful discovery of God's great love for them. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all of our parishioners who are ill or recovering, for all who are imprisoned, abused, or suffering in any way that they may be delivered from every evil, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all those considering following Jesus as a priest, deacon, and religious, that they may respond generously to his gentle and humble heart, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who have died, that they may one day awake and arise in the light of Christ, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the prayers we now offer in the silence of our hearts, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord of light, grant us your vision of selfless love to trust in your will always. For you alone are the Lord our God, who knows all things. Help us by your grace to be humble before you and make our prayers a reality in your grace through Christ our Lord. Amen. Kindly be seated now for a few announcements. We welcome all who join us by way of live stream at home, wherever you are. You know that you are united with us by bonds of charity and prayer, and that this spiritual communion for you hopefully brings many graces to you, your families, and that one day we can be all united together here in our church after this pandemic is over. In the meantime, we rely upon your contributions as well at home, as well as here to sustain these programs and our live stream masses. So thank you for your generosity. As always, you can go to standc.org slash give. Other announcements, today's second collection is for Catholic Relief Services. Catholic Relief does so much to help people during emergency crises all over our country. After hurricanes and floods, uh, the snowstorms, things like that, helping people in areas where they have no other means. So thank you for your generosity always to these national collections. If you missed our live streamed concert last Thursday evening, please visit our website to watch a replay and to contribute to that program. And due to popular demand, we are starting a men's study group here at St. Anne's. So study, starting Saturday, April 10th, men of our parish will gather online to discuss Bishop Barron's series on the Mass. It's an excellent series, and we're delighted the men now want to do that. So check out the bulletin and the website for more information there. We're also very grateful to Mrs. Lee Schaefer, who is retiring as our director of the uh, religious education program, the Sunday school program. And she's been doing this for many decades and she's moving on. So we want to ask anyone here who's interested or knows someone who may be interested in becoming our director. We teach grades K through eighth, prepare the children for First Holy Communion, confirmation. In fact, we have a very large class coming up for Holy Communion in May and a very large, large class for confirmation over, over 20 of our children being confirmed in May. But we're looking for her replacement. So if interested, please contact me. 
Again, during Lent, we have confessions on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8, and on Saturdays, of course, from 4 to 4.45. Stations of the Cross on Fridays prayed at 11.30 a.m. and 7 p.m. Holy Week is coming. It begins the weekend of March 27th, 28th, in two weeks. As you see, we have moved from purple momentarily to the color rose to suggest the fourth Sunday of Lent, which is Laetare Sunday. It simulates what happens in Advent on the third Sunday. It suggests to all of us that we are halfway there. And this was the way that the ancient church communicated to people to let them know that Holy Week was coming. So get ready and join us for Holy Week services here. The schedule is on the website and in the bulletin. Thank you.
My sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. We place before you with joy these offerings which bring eternal remedy, O Lord, praying that we may both faithfully revere them and present them to you as is fitting for the salvation of all the world. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your heart. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God. For you will that our self-denial during Lent should give you thanks, humble our sinful pride, contribute to the feeding of the poor, and so help us to imitate you in your kindness. And so we glorify you with countless angels, as with one voice of praise we now acclaim. Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Blessed is he who comes. 
You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly, we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, and Wilton, our bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, especially Thelma Farrell. And all who have died in your mercy, welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, Saint Anne, St. Patrick, and all the saints who pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. 
by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we wait the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom and the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but upon the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Behold, the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
Some of you are wearing your green today. I saw a lot of that out there. So I'm going to wear mine too in honor of St. Patrick, whose feast day is coming up. If you recall, it was a year ago, right? March the 16th, that officially the district closed down because of the pandemic, and we weren't able to honor St. Patrick. So he's made a comeback. And we want to honor St. Patrick for all those who are Irish, all those who think they're Irish, all those who want to be Irish. A flat, Bob. But when ye come and all the flowers are dying, if I am dead as dead I well may be, ye'll come and find the place where I am lying. And kneel and say, and Ave there for me. And I shall hear, though soft you tread above me. And all my grave will warmer sweet be. For you will bend and tell me that you love me. And I shall sleep in peace until you come to me. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Let us pray. O God, who enlighten everyone who comes into this world, illuminate our hearts, we pray, 
with the splendor of your grace, that we may always ponder what is worthy and pleasing to your majesty and love you in all sincerity through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Mass is ended. Go in peace. Thanks.